0: You are listening to the CMC podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. A Christmas is here in two less than 2 weeks. Uh, I need all the men paying close attention. You know Christmas Eve, 2 hours before the stores close when you do your shopping, that's getting close. Don't be alarmed, you still got plenty of time, but just make sure you're aware of when your hour shopping is right before the stores close. You know, we're all fighting, and, and, we, and the fight continues, we're all fighting a heathenistic worldview that, that wants to take over the minds of the world. And, and, and we are fighting the removal of what the Bible calls ancient boundaries, a heathenistic world view that wants to change, and I, I don't understand, rewrite history. Now, I do understand that there's some of our history that I don't like. Uh, there's some of my history I don't like. But we live in a fallen world with imperfect people, wrongs, injustices, bad, it just happens. And and there are all sorts of events that have happened in world history uh, and in my own life that I wish didn't happen. But I don't understand the thinking that we're just going to rewrite history. That's a lie. Now, I mean, for us to teach in school, in our elementary classes, in high school, in college, to teach an account of historical events that didn't happen like that. My my mother called that a lie. I, I, I When she would ask me what happened, and I told an account of what happened, and later she found out that's not at all what happened, this generation won't understand this, but a whooping was in store. Uh, you know, because, son, don't you lie To me. And we got teachers lying to our kids. You just lied to them. America is teaching a history that did not happen. It didn't happen like that. No, that didn't happen at all like that. That's not how that event happened. Church, history is history. It's history, it's an account of what happened. Now, you can choose to like it or you can personally choose to dislike that. But to write Jesus out of the birth, his birth of Christmas is lying to a generation. C-H-R, and I didn't do good in spelling, but I can get this. C-H-R-I-S-T must, it's, oh, how do you rewrite that out of history? Here's my concern. My concern is when I hear Christians say, I hate Christmas, we got a problem. We got a problem. Church, as a Christian, never say, I hate the Christmas season. As a Christian who has experienced the birth of Jesus in your life, Truly, this is the most wonderful time of the year. And I want you to know, and I want you to always know, if, if we don't keep Jesus' birth the center of celebration of Christmas, the lost world sure isn't. And I want you to be proud of the fact that you're in a church that's doing all this church can to make sure we've got a biblical worldview and make sure at Christmas, Jesus is the center of our attention. I wanna stop right here and just say our church has just finished three performances of At The Manger. Who in here was in the cast, the crew, the set building, under the stage, behind the stage, singing, whatever. I want y'all to stand. I want y'all just to stand. Everybody that was a part of making this happen in one way or another, y'all stand. Stand for me. Now, and keep standing. Here, here, now you just keep standing for just a second. Keep standing for just a second. If you're old, you can sit down, but I understand. Look, hold on. If, if, if we see here's a group of people that said I'll sacrifice time I'll sacrifice a whole lot of work I'll sacrifice money I'll sacrifice effort to make sure that I'm doing my part to keep Jesus as the center of Christmas and the center of our focus to keep Jesus' birth as our seed church thank you thank you thank you thank you The best we could count, the best we could count, it was a little over, just over 2,000 people that this church made sure Jesus was the focus of their celebration. Now, there's no way to thank all who worked unbelievable hours. Last night, for those who were in the performance last night, it ended— with everybody and 71 actors up here on the stage and applauded. Y'all remember how the stage looked? That was at 9 o'clock last night, and would you look at it this morning when you come in? See, that's the church. That's the church. That's what the church does And we're thrilled to have you on live stream joining us. We pray you're blessed. We pray God's word speaks to you. And you will benefit greatly from tuning in to our live stream on a weekly basis. Just make sure you don't say, I went to church on live stream. Because the church was down here at 1030 last night moving sets, setting up, getting ready. The church is taking care of the nursery right now. See, the, the church is a functioning body. But thank you, thank you to all of our folks. You know, we had parents that put their kids in this, in this production. And I was overwhelmed at some of the men in our production shepherding over some of the children. I'd, see, those children are being raised with a worldview that will shape their life. And, and, and things are happening on, in our production on the stage even with the folks the young ones that are in that. Thank you parents for making that happen. Thank you adults. It, it thrilled me to see volunteers that were behind the scenes. Working harder than even people that were up here getting applause that you never saw We had a whole bunch of people dressed in black last night that made that happen But see i'm not looking for an applause i'm not looking for a thank you I want to make sure jesus is the center of attention at christmas I want to make sure jesus stays in the minds of christmas Now the, the problem is much of christianity today is just too busy it's just too busy. Now, I, and, and I, I, obviously I want to make sure that we brag and appreciate our production team. But maybe singing or acting is not your thing. But in your business, where you are, in the area that you have, are you making sure Jesus stays in that Center of attention at Christmas or are you sending Christmas cards that say ho 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 have a merry reindeer day? Or are you sending a Christmas card with the nativity scene on it and something about Jesus in your sphere of Influence are you making sure that they don't rewrite history about the birth of Jesus at Christmas? Right now and for our second service here. We're we're privileged to have our writer and our producer of our show with us this morning. She came from Branson, Missouri, four hour drive one way down here to, to write and produce. She's a professional writer and show producer for the Silver Dollar City Corporation, drove four hours. Chris, stand, stand up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Chris. see, that's what she does. That's the way she makes a living. That's what she does. But she says, I want to make sure Jesus stays the focus. What you do to make a living, are you making sure Jesus stays the focus? Not all of you are writers and producers of shows. Not all of you are professional producers of, of productions. But in your profession, are you making sure Are you making sure that everybody that walks by your desk sees a little nativity scene on your desk? Are you doing what you can do to keep the historical event of Jesus' birth from being removed and lied about? Well, Tim, I'm glad Jesus was born. I just hate all the hoopla. Seriously, you didn't just say that to me. Because in my mind, when you said that, I thought we can't hoopla enough. I think for many who say something like that don't understand what Jesus's entrance into the world did and still does. The title of today's message is The Reason We Celebrate. The Reason We Celebrate. See, the reason we do what we do each year in December, many don't know that. I had an adult woman come to me after first service, came up and said, I've been in church all my life and I've never heard any of that. Never heard any of that. I don't know what we're preaching and I don't know why the church doesn't know this, but we're gonna have to make sure we understand as Christians the reason we celebrate. This is important that we know Christ can't be taken out of Christmas. It's interesting to me that the retail market Many reject Jesus all year long, but boy, on the birthday of this celebration, they excitedly and readily jump, starting celebrating earlier and earlier and earlier each year. Well, what is all of this about? What is the reason for all this? Let's just have a quick 4,000-year history lesson. I will cover 4,000 years. Hopefully, it won't take me that long to present it. Why did Jesus' birth changed the world and still is changing the world. I want you to think about the impact because we don't think about the impact. You don't think every time you write 2019, 2020. You don't think every time the world writes the date 2021. We don't think about that since Jesus' birth. We don't think about the fact that his birth changed the world's dating system. Now, I I don't, wasn't alive at that time, but World War I was a pretty significant historical event. World War II was a, a, a pretty historical worldwide event, but it didn't change the dating system of the world. Jesus' birth was more impactful worldwide than World War II was. Let's look at the reason for this worldwide celebration. I want to make sure that we understand Jesus' birth today. In the beginning, God. The first four words of the Bible. A person's acceptance of those first four words or rejection of those four first four words will set their entire worldview. We happen to believe in the beginning, God. We don't buy into the foolish notion that for a hundred million years I could stand here and shake a jar of molecules and an iPhone fall out the bottom of it Or 700 million years Why do we not believe that? Because we believe in science We believe in science. And it tells us if we see a design, there is a designer. If we see a plan, there is a planner. And when we land a spaceship on Mars and the astronauts get out and they see an iPhone or a computer there, they won't go, well, son of a gun, a couple of hundred million years slammed together and look what fell out. You will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that a builder, a planner, a designer had been there before you saw that sitting there. See, all of science operates on the law of entropy. For those that slept through that class in science, I did too. I've looked this up. The law of entropy says everything spirals downward. There is a degeneration that takes, the natural course of events is a degeneration. What that means is you can set a pile of glass, metal, and rubber in a field and come back 500 years later and you will know there's not going to be a 2021 GMC pickup sitting there. Here's what you can know. If you park a 2021 GMC pickup in a field and you come back 500 years later, there will be a pile of rubber, glass, and metal there. Why? Because the scientific law of entropy only happens all the time, except one time when we want to take God out of science and we want to tell a world that things spiraled upwardly one time. Science doesn't agree with that. In the beginning, God. He's the designer. He's the planner. He's the mastermind behind every orderly complex creation. He created perfection. And he created mankind to live in perfection. But God wanted mankind to choose him. Well, to choose him, there had to be a choice. And so he said, you can eat of any tree here in this garden. And he put one tree, just one tree in the garden. And then every time man walked by that tree, he chose God. He chose God because there was a option. There was a choice. The penalty for eating of that tree, for going against, it wasn't a tree. It was going against what God said. The penalty for going against God was sin. That was what we call separation from God. And when man separates from God, there is a spiritual death that takes place. In the day you eat of this, you will die. And a spiritual death takes place. That's what happened. We were separated from God and we call that sin. Well, we we list sins. No, this, 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 that's a manifestation of a separation from God. We were separated from God. Now, mankind walked around on this earth. God-like attributes separated from his presence and daily by the sweat of their brow trying to eat with thorns and thistles naturally growing. There was a God void in each life because each life is created to be full of God. We were created to be full of God. So when sin enters, then God, see, God and sin don't coexist. So when God, sin enters, God leaves, leaving a void here. Don't ask questions like, why did this one have a heart attack? I don't understand God. Why did this one have cancer? And for sure, don't buy into that acts of God, hurricanes, storms, all that stuff. Look here, read Genesis chapter 1 and 2. You can see what God wanted. That was what God wanted. You can say acts of man. Our sinful nature brought in all of this imperfection, and it's not, God, where were you? God's saying, where were you? This is results of life in a fallen world. Here's where we live. We chose sin. We separated from God. But God, we need you. We have a void inside. We have a void inside, and it's to be filled by the presence of God. Now, you can try a new car. You can try dope. You can try. Alcohol, you can try. I mean, try fame. Try money. Build a huge house. Build seven new houses. Move here. Move there. Go here. Change jobs. Change careers. Change church. you'll never be satisfied until that void that's in you, because you're missing the presence of God that dwells on the inside of our life, and we're trying to fill it with everything. It won't work. It won't work. So what do we do? We want God. God wants us. We got an impassable gap here because here's what I'm telling you. We can't have darkness and light in the same room at the same time. They don't coexist. And it, it doesn't work together. So what are we gonna do? God created a substitutionary sacrifice. A perfect lamb, you'll read about this, no spot, no blemish, could be sacrificed by the priest to die in our place, and the blood of a lamb could, and make sure you get this word, cover sin, cover. It could temporarily cover sin for you. So for 4,000 years, we had to have shepherds raising sacrificial lambs for the temple sacrifice For any time you wanted to talk to God, you could take your lamb to a priest. He could sacrifice it, get you some temporary coverage for your sin, and the priest could go and pray to God for you. Now try that on. For full payment, it had to be a man that died. Now the problem was it couldn't be any man because all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So they couldn't pay my debt, they owed it too. It had to be a perfect man. The problem is only God is perfect. So it, it had to be God, but it couldn't be God because it had to be man. the solution is all God, all man. That is the solution. An angel appeared to a young girl and told her that the Holy Spirit was going to overshadow her and she would give birth to all God, all man. One day there was a man named John and he was out baptizing people and calling them to repent. And John looks up and a man comes walking down toward that water. And John looks and says to the crowd, Behold, help me out, the Lamb of God. Who, ho, 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 what? Who what? Hold on. Sin could only temporarily be covered. That's the only way we could do this. And John said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Church, that's the reason Terry and I put up a Christmas tree in our house, because our sins have been taken away. Our sins have been paid for. I'll never say, we're not going to celebrate Christmas. It's too much hoopla. I happen to need a lot of hoopla. I happen to need my sins dealt with We've had some great world leaders in history, great world leaders. We've had some great political leaders that did unbelievably great things. We've had some great spiritual leaders that have had a spiritual impact in millions of people's lives. But I want you to know today there are a lot of different religions out here a lot of different religions, and a lot of religions do a lot of good things to help people in the situation they're in, but you've got to know we've got a problem. We've got a sin issue that has to be addressed. There is a penalty. Well, Tim, all religions, you're failing to understand. There is a penalty for sin that has to be addressed. And no one before, no one since Jesus, not any great leader, not any religious leader. Don't no, oh, no, no no no. Don't tell me all religions are basically the same. Here's what I'm telling you: only one. There's only one option. There's only one option to deal with the sin issue of man. We read history and it tells us about a tabernacle was built, an outer court where the priest could do the sacrificing, there was a holy of holies, and it was a place where God dwelt. Now, you and I have a hard time in this dispensation of history relating to that. But God did not dwell in the lives and in the hearts of us He didn't live in the heart of people for 4,000 years. He lived in the Holy of Holies because he couldn't deal with, he couldn't be existent with a sinful man. And so we took our spotless lamb to the priest and he went in and covered temporarily our sin so he could ask God or tell God what we needed to talk to him about. My favorite scripture in the whole Bible is Matthew 27, verse 51. It says, when Jesus bowed his head and died. Verse 51 said, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. And that's the reason Terry and I put up a Christmas tree. That's the reason we got a Christmas tree is because verse 51, the veil was torn, giving you And I access into the presence of God. That driving down the road in your car, you can say, dear Lord. That driving down the road in your car, going to a business meeting, you say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I need wisdom. In a hurtful time, in a happy time, throughout your day, laying in your bed at night, Father, I thank you for what you've done. You have instant access because that veil was torn from top. To bottom. No world re- religious leader, no world political leader did that for you. They did not pay the debt that dealt with the sin issue. Jesus is the way. No man comes to the Father except through Him. And that's the reason the whole world's dating system was changed. That's the reason the whole world has Christmas trees up. That's the reason every town in the country you drive through has Christmas ornaments hanging down Central Avenue. We have Christmas parades. That's the reason the whole world celebrates. I want you to think about it how many holidays do we have we lost count there are 11 national holidays 11 national holidays and not one if you add all 10 holidays up and put them together don't compare with the way the world celebrates one holiday doesn't even come close doesn't even come close to comparing the way we celebrate. Two thousand years later, the entire world still celebrates the birth of Jesus. Nativity scenes in every home of Christians all over the world, celebrating his humble birth in a stable. You ever ask yourself, why red and white candy canes? How come we don't give red and white candy canes on the 4th of July? How come on Memorial Day, we don't hang candy cane? Why? The cane is the symbol of the shepherd, the shepherd. Why red and white, that's red and white shepherd's crook? Because of the purity of his blood. The symbol of Christmas. Why not put an oak tree up and put lights in it? Why is it an evergreen tree? Well, it just is. No, it just is. Why What is it just is? Who thought of that? It is a celebration of his everlasting life. Lights on a tree. Why don't you do that for Labor Day? Let's put in a tree and put lights on it. Why do we do that for Christmas? Why do we put lights on an evergreen tree? Because he is everlasting life and he is the light of the world. Why do we hang ornaments on it? Oh, we just, we just do. Why do we just do? Because the Bible says we are adorned ourselves with him why do we have a wreath on our door i just get the christmas wreath out it's christmas hang a wreath why do we who said put that up where did the wreath come from it's a crown of thorns hanging on my door and it symbolizes the entrance into god's presence through that crown of thorns christmas colors red and green i like pink and purple who wants red and green for Christmas? Why is red and green? His blood and everlasting life. His blood and everlasting life. You've got to find out about this stuff. I just don't know why we have to buy all these gifts. Well, there's only one reason we don't buy gifts for Labor Day, we don't buy gifts for Memorial Day, we don't buy gifts for the Fourth of July. Why do we do that? Because it's in celebration for God so loved, He gave and to celebrate this, we give gifts. There is a reason, there is a reason. There's a reason for that wreath. And every wreath you see on every door you pass, you thank God for giving you entrance through that door into his presence. I don't know why we have to put up a tree, just messes up the house. That tree in my house, means I don't have to take a lamb to a priest and he temporarily cover my sin and talk to God for me. See, that tree in my house means that every day, all throughout the year, God lives in me and I hear his voice. A few weeks ago, I had a lady come down to the front and said, I just, I just need to hear from God. I just need to hear from God. God never speaks to me. I said, the reason you say that is because you still are trying to live under the old covenant. And you're out in your yard looking up at the sky wanting God to write something. Or you're looking at bushes wanting them to catch on fire and God speak. I said, no, that's what you're doing. What you need to know is God lives on the inside of you and speaks to you all the time, all the time, all day long, all the time. What you got to do is recognize his voice. Don't tell me God doesn't speak to you. You've heard, you hear it all day long. Don't go there. Call so and so. You hadn't checked on somebody in a long time. Don't tell me God doesn't speak. I, I, do. I do. I said, I know you do. God speaks to all of us all the time. It's not God never speaks to me. No, you never listen. I can talk to God. God talks to me. I've got access to his throne. That's why we celebrate Christmas. The reason that evergreen is put in our home is because I'm celebrating the fact that I don't spend eternity in hell. There's a big reason we got a tree. I don't know why our church puts up Christmas trees. Well, let me tell you, there's a big reason because I'm not going to hell for all eternity. Now, this isn't a dumb celebration. It's way overdone by retail stores. This celebration is all about the fact that no other man's birth took away my sins. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, and he tore the veil. And that's the reason we celebrate Christmas. I want you to know for everything that we do, there's a reason we do that. And I pray today that in these next two weeks, with every evergreen tree you set up, with every light that you see hanging, with all the wreaths that you see on your door and other doors all across our nation, every time you look at the colors red and green, with every gift you give, with every Christmas show you either attend or make happen, I want you to celebrate the fact that while you were yet a sinner, Jesus was born into this world so that he can now be born inside of me and it truly is joy to the world joy to the world the Lord has come there's a big reason we celebrate y'all stand with me Lord, today we celebrate you. Come on, we celebrate you, Lord. We celebrate you. And we say joy to the world. A Savior has come. It's with excitement in our heart that with all that we do and all of our busy schedules and all of our late nights, we do all that we do to celebrate your entrance into this world and your entrance, your birth into my life. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. Sing it, joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is. You have been listening to the CMC podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.